Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. Margaret Eri Fiend coming out. You stick on, stick that big lead, red light bulb bone for a fiend. And his partner, Fader Top End of Stevenson. Honky Tonk Man's going to take the bump for this. He's going to bump for it. I'm going to take the bump for you. I'm going to take the bump for you. Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name's Rob Florence and I'm joined once again by the one and only, the one and only one, Mr. Grado himself. Grado himself. How are you doing, Grado himself? I'm all right, mate. I'm just halfway through eating a, a dime bar. Well, it's not a dime bar. It's a kind of Cadbury with dime bar fruit. Oh, here. Dime bars are delicious. Anything with that dime. Is that butterscotch? Butterscotch pieces. Is, is that, that what a dime bar is? Is that what a time bar is? Somebody Google that. Can we get the research team? Sandra, David, uh, Gillespie, <laughs> can you have a look? Can you get a daily Google for us, please, to see what's in a dime bar? We'll get back to the, the audience about that. Mate, it does say something about almonds. Well, there you go. Right. So, let's move on. It has been a big week isn't it, for the for the pro wrestling, mate, because we just saw what has to be one of the weirdest WrestleManias ever. Huh. One of the uh, weirdest WrestleManias ever, and probably the weirdest WrestleMania there will ever be. Rob, Rob I'm going to tell you right now, it's probably one of the, the most bizarre WrestleManias you ever, ever, ever come across. What did you think it, mate? I just don't like the fit, the fit of the crowd. And the women selling, I felt as if I was watching Wimbledon, not that way. Well, it's not against women selling, but well, just, uh, well, it was just the way it kind of sounded, you know. And that, um, I have to say that in the Charlotte match, it kind of, it kind of did jump out a lot. The fact that that Rhea Ripley was really screaming like mad. It was pissing me off, man. Screaming like I was mad. Like, Shut up. With a live crowd there, it would have been, it would have came across really well. It was a kind of intense match, I think, me, but. I think just in that setting, you were just kind of a wee bit like, this is kind of uncomfortable to watch because this is like screaming, you know what I mean? They would have been blown out their ass because see when you're in the ring and you're selling, using your voice and ah, 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 you, you blow you blow the fuck right up so you do, so they must have been absolutely bust. But right, now, however though, I want to come in, just give you a wee counterpoint here on the complaining about the noises they were making because the noises... See, at the end of that, uh, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens match, when Kevin Owens landed Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins was selling me that. <gasps> Aye. I picked up on that. was magic. That was brilliant. I, I loved that. That was, that, that was the best match of the two, two nights. Oh, I without a doubt. doubt. Without a doubt, There's that was the match. Drew Galloway's brother there. That was the match of the, the two nights. John! How's John Galloway there? How you doing, John? I'm Rab. How you doing? Uh, I've met you at ICW a couple of times, man. I've, not, I've never been asked to do media before. I've got a studio set up in my Wayne's room. Of magic. That's, Mate, that's, that's, how we're all, that's how we're all doing this, you know. Are you getting on, John? You all right? Yeah, I'm not too shabby, man, yourself. I mean, apart from the world, but uh, there's not much you can have. do about that. Aye. How does it feel, man? Your brother's a heavyweight champion of the world, brother. It's uh, surreal. Still kind of getting used to it. I'm see- watching all the interviews and stuff he's doing. It's pff, one of those ones that will take, take time to get used to. 
How did you watch it? Did you did you watch it? I'm, I'm assuming you watched it live watched as it, it was happening. I watched well, it with my, live, but I watched it with my wife, and I had my dad and his wife on one screen, like much like the rest of the world. Nobody aye, heard aye. of this app a month ago, but it's like the most popular thing in the world just now. So we're all sussing it. So the, uh, my daddy's wife on one screen, my aunt and uncle on one screen, and my cousin and her boyfriend on one screen. And that was, it was the eight of us that were meant to go to Florida. So we still kind of watched it together, just know how we planned it. Aye, aye, aye. But and how did you react? Good. So my dad ordered it in BT Sports, so he was 30 seconds oh, ahead, so oh, I had to no. mute and close the screen, because he knew the result before I did. Did you know, know the result, John? No. I didn't even know the result. Drew kept it kayfabe. He done very yeah, well. Awful. Brilliant, brilliant. And um, what, what happened when you when, when he won? Did you start jumping about cuddling one another? And well, as I say, I've got a wee boy. He's like 21, 21 months old, so he was asleep. So I tried to keep it as low key as possible, but I was <laughs> kind of speechless. Speechless right after it, it was uh, like my wife videoed me my reaction and sent it to Drew, and I'm very rarely just completely silent watching wrestling, and I I didn't know what to say. I say, see uh, when he when he reached out to the camera and said thank you that. Hit me somewhere, man. I just Aye, that was a brilliant you. moment, wasn't it? That was was a bit, I'm that trying really very was. hard not to swear. I swear quite a lot. I'm, uh, I'm gonna be very fucking bad. Away, you know, whatever, it. swear away. Ah, no, but comes off bad on me. I'm a <laughs> well, this is the thing, though. member of the community. Well, you, you're new, the brother of the WWE champion, so you, you, you maybe you need to kind of lay off ah, so no, and stuff I've like got that. More responsibility on me. Yeah, you have. That's the thing. You've got to get that. Did you have you seen the the WWE Chronicle? I did. I watched it the day See, after. That, that I was nearly greeting at that because that I, broke my I, heart. That broke I my did heart. Have a tear to, during that. It's, it's, uh, it's what should have been like the most uplifting story you'll ever see. Well, exactly. apart from the, the Edge documentary just went on. That's pretty bloody uplifting. But um, it's yeah, a great story with the saddest of endings. It's, it's in a way so it's the opposite of the Edge documentary because it's got such a happy ending. Aye. And uh, yeah, it's but, just it's, you it's know a what? whole world, mate. It's, you can't take it personal. But you know like, what, John? Like I, I was asked to like um, record a video. A lot of the ICW boys were to kind of tell them good luck and all that. And I did say at the end, it goes, "You get your time, big man. You get your time." And I, I firmly believe he will. Yeah. He definitely will. He will. He will get that moment where, where if it's a SummerSlam or an outdoor venue, he'll get his. He'll get his moment, mate. Uh, yeah, see, my, see my take on it, right? Drew is going to have, you know, a hundred nights where he's going to have the crowd on their feet. Yeah. from and all that, right? But nobody is ever going to forget this WrestleMania. Definitely. Nobody ever going to forget this WrestleMania. And even the new, I don't think we can even properly kind of contextualise it in our heads yet at the minute, like what, what this WrestleMania is going to be like when we look back on it. But this is going to be remembered as one of the strangest WrestleManias ever. WrestleManias ever. I think, and I genuinely think it's going to be remembered as one of the best WrestleManias ever because against all odds, that was a great show, I thought. Against, oh, yeah, totally. I thought it was the a great Xer. show. Yeah. Because that, that just should not have been a good show at all. Yeah, and the way I, to look at it is, is there's no other entertainment and they've went out and killed themselves to give us I, something to watch. And I've seen a lot of stuff online where people are like, oh, the show, show shouldn't go ahead. But they're following the CDC guidelines. So, and if they're told they can work, they can work. So I, they're giving us eight hours of entertainment over two nights. So Aye. who are we to criticise? Um, but John, mate, we're having you on this show and it's brilliant. It's, it's amazing to have you have you here. Have you spoke to Drew since it happened last night? I've spoke to him earlier. Was two nights ago, Yeah, I spoke to him earlier. I've spoken to him every day because obviously he's usually a nightmare to get a hold of, but I know he's at home all the time now. So 
It's easy to get in touch with him at the moment. <laughs> he did want me to pass a message on to Graham saying thank you very much for the video. Oh, did he uh, get in there, man? And get in there. Tell a message that. for you and all, Rab. Uh, he said, after he's dealt with Sutton and Tyson Fury, you and Lemmy are next. Because every Monday, <laughs> he gets sent that accent memes and the real guy memes, and he bloody hates it. Well, <laughs> I've, always, def- list. I've always defended Drew against that, by the way. I've always liked <laughs> being saying to people, look, see, if I, I've said that to you in this show, actually, Grey Donner. So if I, if I was in the what? WWE, there's no way I would talk less. There's no way I would talk with this voice. No, no chance. No, <laughs> no, you know no I mean? it's horrible. It's, ho- it's horrible. Having, I remember having dating TNA backstage promos and the things I'd have to say, and I'd like, listen to myself back going, oh, my God. Sheena, do you want to be my tag team partner for tonight? I'm needing a tag team partner. I'm like, lo- what? Fucking sharp. You know what I mean? It was a red neck. <laughs> Trust me to go back to talking about TNA when we'll get the WWE Heavyweight Champions brother on the show. Uh, it was also uh, the TNA Heavyweight Champion. He certainly so was. Correlation there. And I had a wee... Correlation. Uh, Correlation's not a word. <laughs> a wee feel John, I actually uploaded a wee picture of me with a, I should, the TNA Heavyweight belt the other night. Ah, I've seen, seen that. that. <laughs> don't get greedy started talking about TNA, please. Don't. I know, let's, do it, let's stop him. right now. Let's stop <laughs> right now. Obviously, you have this thing, like a lot of people kind of just don't get wrestling, they don't kind of get what's involved in it, right? But I was just thinking about this the other night when Drew won that title, and I was thinking to myself, like, this is genuinely up there with Scottish, like, sporting achievements, like, all across the board, because... It's no being the, the champion, being the WWE champion, isn't it just about being good at the sport or the or the you know or the or the, or the game that you're in? It's not yeah. just about that. There's so many other obstacles in your way. It's not about being the best so you score the most goals or being the best so you you know you, you hit the most rallies, you score the most points at tennis or whatever. There are so many other obstacles, other sacrifices you need to make and stuff like that to get yourself into that position. You need to be well, you need to be respected by your peers, right? You need to be respected by your peers. You need to be respected by your bosses. You need to be good at your job. You need to earn that spot. You need to have everybody in agreement that you deserve that, that spot. And, and that includes the fans there as well, because Drew is also a champion that is a popular fans champion as well, which is a very difficult position to get yourself in nowadays. You think of how many guys get elevated into that position where they win the title and the fans are like, we don't want him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So even yeah. even that achievement to get yourself in that spot and at the same time the fans are like, I we're happy to accept him in that spot. It's, it's, it has to be up there with Scottish fucking achievements of all time. You actually make a good point, Rob, in terms of, you know what, I've never heard anybody say anything bad about Drew. Mm-hmm. And I actually think that could go a long way in terms of him being the champion and being up there because he doesn't rub end of the runway, he's totally straight-laced, he's motivated, he's a professional, and I think you're right, what has happened has been one of the biggest things to ever happen in Scotland, and I think it's going to remain because he's, he is shit hot. <laughs> very, very <laughs> nicely put. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, and but, there's, there's a lot of people that... You stole the wee boot off me, but he calls it the Claymore kick. The fucking yeah, Claymore yeah, they kick. are very similar. That's a wee boot. <laughs> But there, there's a lot of people who are handy titles. Do we boot? It's, it's not their fault they're handy titles. It's what's best for business at the time. But you struggle to think of someone who deserves it more than Drew. Like the story you had. 100%. Like get, getting released, working his ass off to get back. And then, like, I'm sure all the Scottish people would come through in time. I don't think it would have went as fast if Drew hadn't came back. Like, see that the picture of the five Scottish champions? Aye. Like, 
there's only five million people in Scotland. Like it, that doesn't even seem possible. That's mad. Like, when Drew was a boy and he said he wanted to be a wrestler, that was the impossible dream. And now there's just they're filtering in from everywhere. So it's. it's I know it's easy for people to say it now, right? But there was definite, like, everybody kind of, I mean, you could just see it. I mean, remember, Grado, back in the SWA days when, when Drew would come in? Yeah. Um, and, and you would see him. No harm to you, Grado, or any of you at SWA at the time. <laughs> but when but Drew, you say it's fine. But when Drew <laughs> used to come in and was stoning in the ring with all yous, you'd be like, fucking hell, man, that guy is... That guy is something else, you know what I mean? So I'm saying, I remember height. He had the height and he had the look, even when he was really young. You know, what sure I mean? I'm telling you the the, the, the the training session we had with Jake the Saint Roberts. There was me and about four other slobs, and Jake the Saint <laughs> Roberts just went. There's only one guy here that's ever going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> then my phone went off. My phone went off, and it went. If the smell, what the fuck <laughs> is cooking? <laughs> Modified. Well, John, um, yeah, thanks man, very much for, for, for coming on. Have you got anything else you want to say, you want to tell us or whatever? I think Drew just wants to say thanks to everyone for like the outpouring of messages on Twitter. Like You can tell the calibre of people who are sending messages saying congratulations that he deserves it. So, And you can be selfish and think, I'm still getting, I'm getting alerts today saying that I should be on a flight from Tampa to, Gla- uh, to Glasgow. Oh, that's annoying, so, like, man. It's, it's, it's annoying, but see the reaction he gets when he walks out the first show with a crowd. It'll be worth it, worth every second. So, it'll always be in the record books that he was the WWE champion. It doesn't say zero attendance. So that's, that. that's a good point you make, mate. Because part, part of me was like, I wouldn't mind Lesnar winning and Drew winning it at SummerSlam or something. But what if he lost momentum and then he didn't win well, it? That's, he it under the belt. He's that was it. a big question, wasn't it? That was a big question. But you know what? I think you've made a really good point, John. That the, the first WWE show that they do back, a live show, the first bit of music that needs to hit is I, Drew's. I'd be very surprised because, if it wasn't the first. Aye. It needs to be Drew's because everybody wants it. on their feet. Because he deserves it. Like, mm-hmm. Definitely. And, 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 and all the fans I, know that he deserves it. Wrestling fans are smart enough. They know that he yeah. deserves it. So, uh, I don't know. I can feel myself tearing up thinking about it. No, I, I don't know. I, I was never emotional before I had a kid. I don't know. I'm, I'm broken inside now. <laughs> I cry at toy, toy Story and stuff like that these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. It was a pleasure. Oh, yeah, worries, man. Thanks for coming Feels on. John. I'll thanks Bruce, for coming I'll on. Bruce Connor for the handicap match. <laughs> Aye. Oh, McCoy's still be there or not, probably. (laughs) I think that's his new guy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pleasure chatting to you, man. See you again, big man, all right? So that was amazing. We just had the WWE champions, but I'll just drop them in on the podcast. Brilliant, man. That was nice, wasn't it? You don't get that kind. You don't get that in any other podcast, do you, Greg? You don't get that in Cool Winning, do you? Exactly, mate. Exactly. Right. So let's have a look at. We'll talk about. We'll talk more about WrestleMania later right. in this episode, right? But let's move on to see what the the listeners have been have been saying. Big shout out to Kyle Customs, by the way. Check him out on Twitter if you're into your wrestling figures. He says if you don't listen to Wrestling Daft on Spotify, you're missing out. It's fucking hilarious. He says as he's talking about our show. Probably. I need to retweet that. And he and he can't wait to get started on the Grado. And Rab wrestling daft custom figures. No, no, um, I've got pecs and everything there, man. He sent his sketches. He's making figures us too, Grado. Can you believe that? <laughs> I, I, if he does it right, we'll need to we'll need to do something like we'll need to make a video of the two of the figures fighting. See, I used to see when I had my wrestling figures when right. I was younger. I used to have this system for working matches. It was a coin toss system using coins. 
where it was like when they went in and locked up and went in for moves, you toss a coin, he'd have tails to see who came out on top and stuff. So I had the whole system. One, two, flip a coin. Oh, kick out. It was exciting, right? So we can do that, mate, using all the system. Do you know, as much as I've been a wrestling fan for a young boy, I've never owned one wrestling figure. In fact, the only wrestling figure that's really in possession, I bought um, a figure for um, my girlfriend's niece as a present, and it was a, what do you call him? UK champ. He's only 18. Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate, that's it. So the Tyler Bate figure is the only figure that I've really ever been exposed to. Why would you? Why would you? Why would you buy a Tyler Bate figure? That's the one that she picked. That's the fucking weirdest. There's been a lot of weird stories on this show, but that's the weirdest fucking story. She picked Tyler Bate. (sighs) Tyler Bate figure. It's weird, isn't it? I actually think it's in this house. Which wrestling figure would fit most easily up an arse? King Kong Bundy's? Mm, I don't know. The Marty Jannetty figure, I remember, you push the legs down and his head would kind of, his head would kind of pop up if you pushed in the legs. So you well, stick it up your arse and you push nah, the feet. You don't want to go legs first. I would say because King Kong Bundy had a baldy head, you'd just maybe use a bit of lube and just yep. shove it right up your fucking... Dung pipe. It would be like a wee bell end just going yep. up. Your wee dung funnel get it right up there. King Kong Bundy's head was mace like a bell end. It was. After Wolfgang tweeted that the band Five were underrated, did they tweet that? He did, aye. After Wolfgang tweeted that the band fi- I love Big Wolfgang, right? I, I love, love Five. Big Wolfgang, right? But you wouldn't, you wouldn't catch fucking Bruiser Brody tweeting that the band Five were underrated, would you? Mate, JFA Five was great. I got us thinking though, what boy band would be the best faction in wrestling terms? Stevie McCabe says, eh, nine one one, nine one one, finisher being Alabama, you're going in the slammer. <laughs> Stevie says, Steve says, wet 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 with a Marty Pello pile driver, the MPP, all day baby. Mm. No, no. Was it you or Lemmy that had the Marty Pello joke? It was Lemmy. Okay, sorry. It was Lemmy. Leslie Ann Johnson goes for Blazing Squad as there's hunters in him. So that'd be a Good very shout. strong, powerful faction. Whole, uh, whole James Brookfield says, while Whole James Brookfield, while James Brookfield says, there's a fucking typo in my notes, John. Every Keep week, these typos out week. my oh, fucking notes. There's a fucking pandemic fun. on me. James He's Brookfield. He's got all the time in the world and he can't spell while right. James Brooke, and don't you, you ended up with me calling a listener a hole. I fucking called him a hole now. <laughs> hole James Brookfield says he's 17, just for Brian Harvey launching potatoes at people's heads. And, and I drove over myself because I ate too many spuds. <laughs> much. That's funny. Uh, I we asked for you to keep an eye out for any wrestlers doing anything strange while on self isolation. Chris Vid 19 says, I'm near grass. Bronze <laughs> says, "Did you see Hogan's tweet the other day?" Right. I, I, I put the, it on the show plan. Is, yes, that's a tweet. Is this it? Have I read this? Out? Do we need to read this? Out? No, you don't. Have, you don't have to read it. It was just for your reference, so you knew it's what. Basically, you a one big lot of shit about Egypt and fucking. Right here's what 
Hulk Hogan. So Hulk Hogan. Is right, this, you read Because this looks like a text. It doesn't you look like Hulk Hogan it. tweeted this. It's a big tweet. In three short months, brother, just like he did with the plagues of Egypt, God has taken away everything we worship, brother. God said, you want to worship athletes, I will shut down the stadiums. Did he tweet this? Must have. Did he tweet this, eh? You want to worship musicians, I will shut down civic centers. You want to worship actors, I will shut down theaters. You don't want to go to church and worship me. I will make it where you can't go to fucking shop, Hulk Hogan. The only thing that really matters is Jesus. <sighs> I just can't be bothered with that. I can't be bothered with wrestlers starting doing all that Jesus part. Apart from the only time I could be bothered with wrestlers doing all that Jesus part was when Shawn Michaels took it to the extent where he was like God and he was coming down. Remember, he was like he was like Jesus. He was coming out. Remember, he was all uh, white and all that. He was wearing the white and all that kind of stuff. Loved that. Loved him taking it to that extreme. But I'm not interested in Hogan doing that. Uh, no, you know what? I'm just Googling it now because I fucking loved it. It was some Somebody told me he was steaming when he tweeted it back in 2011. And I think it's the October the 15th, 2011. Hogan tweeted. It's just loading up. <laughs> Good night, Hulkamaniacs and jabroni marks. Without a life that don't know it, a work when you work a work and work yourself into shit. Marks. <laughs> fucking brilliant. <laughs> what a fucking tweet that is good all I can think about I need to be honest and you know you can say a lot of things about Hulk Hogan but really all I think about now when I think about Hulk Hogan is I'm oh and that sex tape being like oh talking about being oh I ate too much brother I ate too much before he shagging this woman oh I just had too much tea brother shouldn't have had all that fish uh, what fuck the fuck he says I just can't think about it it's worth watching mate just for the kind of just the the, the, the intertextual stuff that's going on um, and a picture that Pablo's about a horror sent on. It's a fucking podcast, John. Producer John is a tell, asking us to talk about photos in a fucking podcast. And he spelled Kip Sabian wrong. It looks like Kip Sabian is proposing to a dog. Uh, it really does. I thought you'd find that funny. He's cropped out the lassie. And it looks like he's proposing. John, it's funny if you're fucking 10. <laughs> Michael says, I've seen a whole group. A wrestlers chasing each other around an empty arena the other night. <laughs> See, this is interesting. If there was any, if you tuned into that without any context to understand what wrestling is, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on here, man? And we're only Davy Blaze watch as this week on TikTok, he has danced to fix up Luke Sharp, three cans of dragon soup, recreating a music video for Shaggy's It Wasn't Me and serenading a packet of chocolate hobnobs. That's Davy Blaze, who is, uh, you know, I think has the potential to really, really go places in wrestling. Um, but he seems to be devoting an awful lot of time to TikTok, you know. He certainly has. I've not seen much of it, but I'm sure we'll get him on here and they can talk about it. Let's get him on to talk. We need Let's to get Davy Blaze back on. With Davey Blaze. I want I Davy back on. I want Davy back on. I That's love that Davy. Maybe try and get him next week. And if you spot any wrestlers with weird behaviour during self-isolation, I'll just want to get in touch with us about any of that. I'll just random wrestling-related stuff. Listen, don't send us stuff about fucking photos, nor it, because right. it's, a, it's an audio podcast. Use your fucking brains. Engage yes. your fucking brains. See, when you're doing all this fantasy, you know, you're doing fantasy booking, you know, maybe they should do that, maybe they should do this. Well, maybe yous should fucking stop sending us photos, right? And, and fucking <laughs> engage your fucking cerebral fucking... Cortex. <laughs> if you want to get in touch, get his own Twitter at Wrestling Daft. Well, I suppose on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, Wrestling Daft on Facebook. Sorry, mate. Or email hold on, Grado, or email Wrestling Daft at Gmail dot com. You suppose what? I'm just thinking. Sometimes they don't send pictures on the radio shows, no? They do. Yes, they do. 
All right, sometimes. John. <laughs> Maybe sometimes. Now, every week we like to separate the good for the bad, the Jedi's for the Sith, as we bury and put our stuff for the wrestling game. And this week, of course, it's got to be a WrestleMania special. Right, okay, Gredo, what are you burying and what are you putting out for the WrestleMania that we just watched? Right, burying the fact that it happened without a crowd and they probably should have waited. Burying uh, the, the noises in some of the matches. <laughs> burying... Um, you know, no live band to make to you know for somebody. To, you know what I mean? It was just there, there wasn't that big fight feel to it. Um, but I mean, come on, you kind of complain because there's a coronavirus on the go. So shut up, Grado. Fucking just enjoy it. Put over Drew winning, and uh, it was the right spacing, right right time. Didn't go too long. Brilliant match. Seth and Kevin Owens stole the show. Um, Edge and Randy Orton was a wee bit played out, a wee bit too long. Or that shit in the gym. Fucking hell, come on. Hitting each other with fucking dumbbells and wrapping each other around with fucking flyweight. Fucking wires and all that shit. I can't believe that. It's as if I've just went a wee walk just before, just before it went, right, right, use that, right? Right, we'll use that. Right, use that. What about this? Right, I'll hit you in the head with that, right? I'll hit you in the head with that. But I did find it funny when it was a last man standing match and the referee forgot to, to, to count edge. And Randy went, isn't it a count? And then if he shot himself, and it went one, two, three. That was good. I like that as well. It's a shame. I feel I feel sorry for that edge and Randy Orton match just needed see if it had ten minutes pulled out of the middle. I think it would have been a really good one. Alright. <clears throat> just went too long. Oh, and I don't I mean, I was half asleep. I had no idea what the fuck was going on during that Bray Wyatt and John Cena match, but it was entertaining. Aye, I want to Oh, sorry, sorry, Rab, just one more thing. I really, really want to bury being informed that American badass would have been used. I, I, I've been g myself up for weeks that when this was filmed, American badass was used for him coming down the fucking highway and they used some random Metallica shit. I was devastated about it, devastated. I actually put me off the whole weekend and I'm fucking still raging about it. Okay, well, I'm trying to think of what I want to bury. Because and I think I think in a WrestleMania like that, it's uh, you know you really need to give them a lot of credit for for the show that they managed to pull off. When you consider it was against all the odds, I think I want to bury the intro with the terrible Captain Jack Sparrow kind of vibe. That was weird. They could have coronavirus that up and went in times of need. You know, we are in a world I... where da, 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 but we are here to entertain you. Instead, they go to some English comic to go, I've done a minute. Don't fucking do this. Don't make that. And it was a lot of shit. Aye, it was like, you could see they were trying to do a Captain Jack Sparrow. Okay, somebody, a, a shite impersonation of him. Rotten. Rotten, rotten, rotten. Uh, and, and right away, it got me going, oh, this is going to be sh- Jay, and, then, uh, and also, I wish there was a wee bit mayor. I wish there was a wee bit mayor production put into entrances and stuff like that. I get why they did not, but I kind of wish there was a wee bit, just a wee touch mayor, maybe in places of kind of creative thinking in terms of that kind of stuff. However, John, there's a lot John. of stuff I want to put over, right? There's a lot of stuff I want to put over. First of all, I want to put over the Boneyard match, right? Um, with Undertaker and AJ Styles because. Uh, this was what I was 
this was what in my, my wildest imagination I was hoping they would do stuff like this. I was hoping this is their chance to do something that you could never get away with in a live WrestleMania. You would never see that in another WrestleMania. And I thought it was cracking. I thought Undertaker looked cool as fuck. And, and it was also, it was beautiful. It was, and AJ Styles was fantastic in that segment as well. It was beautiful to see after the match the outpouring of fucking love for the segment as well. You know what I mean? The outpouring of because Undertaker's been getting, I think, quite unfairly. You know, it's like nobody's been, it's not like anybody's trying to pretend that the Undertaker isn't older and slower than he used to be, right? It's, it's a factor. Um, and I think people have been quite unfair, actually, the way they've been reacting to these matches, as if they're expecting him to still wrestle that he's 24 years old. So it was nice to see an outpour and a kind of love for that bit and for the Undertaker and that bit and stuff like that. I loved it. You know, I mean, I just thought it was like the, it, it just, it's the happiest I've seen people go away from a WrestleMania broadcast for a long time, that Boneyard match. You know what I mean? Um, no, uh, what else do I want to say about that? I also want to say I think it was hey. beautiful in that match that they were directly addressing, they were directly addressing the fact that The Undertaker was, the people were saying he was finished, he was too old and all that. I love all that. I love all that psychological stuff. What do you say, Gredo? I was sitting there with a hard-on for about three years waiting for... I mean, that would have, that's the only thing that could have made it better. That would have made, that would have made rest. That, and, I, and, I, and I know it was Triple H's decision to, to, to use the Metallica song because he's a big Metallica mark, so I was a wee bit gutted about that. But they came into that, and if he'd have left, he, we're rolling, 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 and then yeah, would have had the whole... Aye, from, then aye. you've done it now, you're going to me. Nah, I would have left that one. I would have left that one a shite. Right, so, so I want to put that up. However, that wasn't the only high point on the first night. Um, I also want to put out, and this is a thing I know a lot of people are putting out, but they, they should be, was the Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn match. Uh, because they guys put on a holiday camp match in the middle of a fucking WrestleMania, right? And now, th- that's a beautiful thing to do. And they would have had complete awareness that that's what they were doing, that they were working a kind of family holiday camp style match on a WrestleMania in that setting. And it was so clever because the match was entertaining and really, really fun to watch. And it was brilliant hearing all the verbals between the two of them and stuff like that. And, you know, and that's the kind of verbals that you hear when you're in a when you're at a holiday camp and there's only like maybe a hundred people there and you're hearing all the kind of verbals. And the, the the thing that's beautiful about that is that that is a key component of wrestling in the world is that type of family holiday camp match. That is integral to the wrestling scene, that kind of match. So for the two guys, Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan, who are hugely respected professional wrestlers, hugely respected worldwide indie wrestlers, today a match that felt like a tribute to family holiday camp matches was fucking genius, I think. And I don't think it's getting enough credit. Do you know, Hank, do you know feel the same about the following night? The Otis, the, the Otis match was kind of similar. I felt like that as well. I but loved that, the but, Otis match. A wee bit, but that, that, felt, that felt a lot like that kind of old-school WWF-style match, though, do you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. you know, yeah, that kind of old-school, that you could imagine seeing that on a WrestleMania, like a WrestleMania 6 or something, do you know what right. I mean? That well, kind of match. some folk like that, Rob, do you know what I mean? Oh, no, definitely, definitely. Oh, no, definitely, I thought. No, definitely, definitely. Um, so, also, of course, on the first night, though, the best match of the first night was Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. Aye, they fucking nailed it. That was, that was an match. absolutely brilliant match. It was a great match. I have slagged off Seth Rollins on this show for his work as a face. I don't. I, he's he's not a natural face to me. Nah, he's, a, he's, yeah. a, he's 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 a dick. 
he's a superb heel. Great he's heel. a brilliant. He's brilliant great in the heel. ring. He's brilliant great in the wrestler. ring, and he's a great heel. He's a great heel, and that's what he should be doing. That's what he should be doing. He's he's so they stole it. They completely stole it on the second night. Um, I really, I thought I really loved the 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 five way woman match. I thought it was really good. I thought it was a really strong showing for Bailey. Actually, I thought uh, Bailey was really top notch. She was good. No, I also want to put over the no the John Cena <clears throat> and Bray Wyatt. Didn't get it, Rob, um, but I enjoyed it. Um, it was like watching it, Inception. I walked out halfway through that. I mean, it, the pictures because I was fucking completely lost. Well, that's the thing. It was absolutely bananas. It was fucking mental. It was mental. It, I was NWO you know, bit and all that. To think that they would even put something like that out because to get the best out of that thing, you have to have you have to have a knowledge of the history of wrestling. You have to know who you have to know who Bischoff is. You have to know who Kurt Angle is. You need to have a, a knowledge of of John Cena's career. You need to have a, you know of, of the whole of John Cena's career. You need to have a knowledge of if you've only started watching WWF in the past year, you would have had no fucking clue what was going on. And that no, thing. but come on, thank you to the matter wings that are watching all that stuff back in the network and all the documentaries and stuff like that. I think I think there were every a lot of year, people... Every year there's always throwbacks. I wouldn't say that was a big concern. I did like seeing John Cena wear like his gear that like he first ever wore in SmackDown, but I don't think it was I mean, even I mean I got it because I watched it all and I was still fucking confused, so I wasn't gonna be any more confused as somebody that doesn't know who fucking Eric Bischoff is, do you know what I mean? But there was so many references to so much stuff to the Bellas to fucking have you know, to the fact here. that Cena had brought there was so much stuff. No, <clears throat> there's two ways of looking at this. I really did enjoyed that. The did they touch yeah. the Bellas? I don't remember that, but I because B- Bray was singing, You can look, but you can't touch, and all that. Oh, I need to watch that back. And then he was calling him poor, lonely John Cena and all that. It was like, you know what I mean? So there was so much going on in it, and it was absolutely mental that they, they put it out there. But I love that they did. I think it's something that people look back on over the years. And I, I actually thought it was a really clever segment as well right. to have the promo that John Cena cut on fucking Bray Wyatt being reversed into Bray Wyatt saying about him towards the end of it. It was a really, really clever piece as well. People will be looking at that for, and this is the thing about this WrestleMania, people will talk about this WrestleMania for years and years. I can barely fucking remember what happened at last year's WrestleMania well, at all. Right, well, you're saying that, but to me, John Cena and uh, Bray Wyatt were a bunch of jabroni marks with a life that don't know how to work when you work a work and work yourself into a shoot marks. Well, here's the, well, here's the thing though, I still didn't get what a what I was asking for, if you remember what I was asking for, was a good, and I feel always feel bad when I'm saying this, but I feel like I'm still waiting to see the big Bray Wyatt match where I'm like, he was fucking cracking in that match. He hit, they, Bray Wyatt and that did have some good matches when they were fighting against, when the Wyatt family were fighting against the, she, the Shield and all that. You know what I mean? They were really good matches, but I want to see that one-on-one Bray Wyatt mm. with somebody and it's a fucking belter of a match. He's a... He's a my foot named roping and all that. He's a lovely, lovely guy, man. Oh, I'm sure he is. And I think he's a he, he's clearly a great mind. He's got a, a great creative fucking mind. Well, he was wrestling born and bred, didn't he? With his father and all that. But I just want to see him now. I want to see him wrestle. You know what I mean? I just want to see I want to see him wrestle now. You know what I mean? I think he's got you know, I just want to see that. Because I do I would love to be a fan of I would love to be a big fan of the fiend and all that. You know what I mean? I just kind of feel the guy is still Looking to find his place, but my God, well, he, he gives you a lot to talk about, didn't he? What did you get? What did you make of the Goldberg and uh, Strowman? Obviously, it was a kind of flung together match, but I think it was, um, I think it was ultimately it was the right result. You know, I mean, I think that match was originally made for the crowd. 
you know, the Goldberg attraction. It didn't really need it. Aye, aye. It didn't need it in a, in a performance centre gym, which is probably the reason why it, it went so short. But, I mean, yeah. I love Goldberg always well, but it's, it's become a bit of a repetition this now, and it coming out for two minutes and fucking, you follow him. You're actually watching every match that he does. WWE Chronicle, follow him about for about four days. Aye. In the gym, psyching himself up because and what's for fucking two minutes? I have to say, I'm 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 actually quite a fan of the matches where guys come out and they just fucking blast their finisher right out the gate. Oh, I I'm, definitely I love that. I'm a shit, fan hey? of that. I'm I love that as that. well, man. But you get a lot of people moaning about that, didn't you? But you know, I've done that a few times in like Motherwell Civic Hall, and I've hit somebody with a wee boot, and some reason folk just go. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, ah, fuck, that didn't work. No, 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 no. That's my finisher. Aye. Troops. Aye. You need the... But I think some people look at wrestling as if, like, as if they're playing one of the computer games where they're like, oh, you need to work up. You need to do the wee moves first and aye. then work up and then, de- and then your, your finisher starts flashing and then you do your finisher. But I, can, I always think to myself, see if you've got a move. It's like, see if you've got a move that can just fucking kill somebody. You fucking do it right away. Aye. You know what I mean? In a real competitive sport... You're trying to crack out your... So I like it when that happens. Done that's, it why with, I ha- that's why I didn't have a problem with Lesnar, with, with Lesnar and Drew, the fact that they were just like hitting their fucking big moves in each other. I was like, that's they, fine. They'd done it with uh, Sheamus and Daniel Bryan a couple of years ago. That was brilliant. Aye, aye. So, I mean, there's, there's a place for that. There's a place for that. Anyway, there was a what, lot what to like. Didn't anything happen on Raw last night just before we leave the kind of review stuff? Apollo Crews. <laughs> did, did, he, did he come back? Aye. Nia Jax came back. Nia Jax came right. back. Near the wrestle, near the surprises debuts. Drew, Drew, uh, Drew beat Big, the big show. show. Well, that because his Netflix specials are this weekend. Then I. I but do you I, know that it, it happened? Do you know that it happened after WrestleMania? What do you mean? After Drew beat Lesnar. Right. Big Show came out. Oh, really? And they showed it on Raw. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to go and see that. I need to yep. see that. That's yep. cool. I think it would be funny actually if next week on Raw they went. But wait, you see who came out after Big Show. Aye, aye. <laughs> Every fucking week. Giant How many fucking Zales. guys came out? Drew's fucking knackered. Haven't he fucking gave all these guys a wee boot, Gredo? But wait, hold on. Did Drew come out to attack? Sorry, did Big Show come out to attack Drew? Big Show came out and got a match. Right, so let's see what the punters are thinking, Gredo. Right, let's move on. James Parsons putting out Drew winning, obviously, but wants to put a Lesnar line in the ring until the end. Yeah. I'd like to bury the actual match. Far too rushed. I thought Drew deserved a better match. Moan Drew. Yeah. Scott, bury the utter gash commentary in both nights. Horrible. Put her the Firefly Funhouse match. So it was a brilliant segment. Do you know what? Dusty I Walker. agree with that. I'm sorry just to cut you in, but the I commentary. do agree with that. I, I didn't like the commentary. It just, WrestleMania's without JR and the King. Just yeah. isn't the same. What was the fucking deal with that commentary in the fucking Edge and Randy Orton match, by the way? It was last. This is what it was like. But, hold on. And here's Edge now. Edge. <laughs> Here's Edge picking up Edge. Always hit Randy Orton with something. Shh. You know, I hate Randy when, Orton. Randy's uh, Randy's on his back now. I hate <clears throat> when they do injury angles and they try and make it look white and go, um, we'll put some EMTs out here for... You know, um, we got Sami Zayn has been... Uh, we're waiting on E&E coming to come and help him out. Uh, you know, Sammy keep it quiet. They try and make it. Aye, they try and make it. That I mean, Jerry King all had a fucking heart attack. They didn't something day or that shit. They still went on. Know what I mean? Yep, I'd have been like that. Edge game. Who's Edge game. That's what I would have been shouting. Right, 
Kirsty Walker wants to put her the Boneyard match, one of the best matches on any mania, regardless of circumstances, and the Firefly Funhouse. Why are really gone, but also a great job from Cena selling it. She wants to bury going with the Bailey and Sasha feud again. Is there really nothing else they can give them? Also, bury Orton and Edge at least 10 minutes too long. Hey, I said cut 10 minutes out. Peace and be wild. Jamie Thomas said, I'm putting her Titus's reaction as it was genuine. Remember this guy? Genuine reaction has face summed up millions. That was funny. Jan, Jan Kurek wants to put all the hard work in producing WrestleMania with presumably a lack of staff available for the day's filming and wrestling than what they're used to. Sometimes people forget that the staff could easily have just dingied it as more than just the wrestlers are needed to make these shows. Once they buried Titus and Neil for the worst reaction ever after the Firefly. <laughs> We've just put that over. No, that was, that was the perfect reaction because because here's the thing. See the more you think about the Firefly Funhouse match, you're like going, right, so what actually happened there? That, was Aye. it all happening in John Cena's heat? You're not meant to get it. Was it all happening in John Cena's head? Or does, exactly. does, does Bray Wyatt have the power to pull it and he's in pocket universe where he can make all these things fucking happen? I'm going to go back and watch it tonight. You know, my, my girlfriend's let me put on a wrestling match again tonight. Um, I've st- just I'm kind of gone off show plan here, but recently I've showed her The Rock and Stone Cold for 15 and 17. I've showed her The Rock and Hogan. I'm planning on showing her the Randy o- the Ronda Rousey Kurt Angle versus Triple H and Steph match. Yeah, but I'm match. contemplating putting on that fucking. Do you think that would maybe blow on mine too much? Putting on the Firefly Funhouse one. Aye, aye, right. Forget aye. it. So I what should I do? Put on the Kurt Angle one. <clears throat> put on the Kurt Angle one. Um, right. The Firefly Funhouse. When it started, me, my, me and Hope, my 13 year old daughter, were watching it, right? And it went to start, and we were thinking this is going probably going to be something really cracking because of the Boneyard match, right? We were thinking this is going to be something really different, and then John Cena just came out into the performance center and he just came out and me and, me and Hope Beth went oh no I thought they were going to do something Aye, and then John Cena went welcome to Wrestlemania and then it was fucking Mean Gene saying it and then it was fucking and then it just all fucking went all trippy in it and I was like yes it was like a proper pop for the fact that it, it didn't it wasn't weird right away it just kind of went spiraled into weirdness loved it Stephen Andrew Dunn wants to put on Nicky and Drew winning at Mania. Of course, Nicky we need to talk about as well, winning the other two nights. Mm-hmm. Now there's five Scottish wrestlers holding belts in the WWE. Where is yours, mate? I don't want one. You wouldn't want one anyway, would you? No, I fought for the X Division title once. That'll do me. It might still happen one day. I'd um, also just like to say, out of the M5 um, people, Mark Coffey, Barry, Celtic fans, WWE heavyweight champion, a teddy bear. A ranger. Uh, I know. I mean... A rangers fans. I haven't even thought about that. A rangers fans. The champion. We are the champions. Champion is... One in a row. One in a row. One in a row. It's fucking desperate, isn't it? This is what rangers fans need to do now. This is the closest she's get to a title now. <laughs> the closest she's get to a fucking uh, title. Fuck it, I'm using it. <laughs> I'm kidding, man. Um, to be the man, Gredo, you need to beat the man, and I'm afraid that man is Neil Lennon. So Ross wants to <laughs> <laughs> Ross wants to put our, uh, that Braun and Goldberg match. I know people hated it, but it finally brings Braun back as being an absolute monster and needed that big one. And everybody's burying this Edge and Orton match. Everybody's burying it. Chris Grant's burying it and all the length of the Edge and Orton match. Oh ho ho! And Ian Ian would like to put our Michael Barrymore for playing the strike at Lucky Bold 
game on Instagram live head to head with WrestleMania oh, at two in the morning. Tweeted me about that. I fucking missed it. I need to look out for that again. I would love to play Strike It Lucky with Barry Mode on Instagram. That needs to happen. I'm going to DM the night, see what he's up to. Let's just hope you never play Strike It Unlucky with Michael Barrymore. And I'd like to bury the performance center, says Ian, for having mesh fencing on the ceiling above the desk in the gaffer's office. What? That was what uh, Edge hung on to today's two-foot elbow drop on oh, Randy Orton. Uh-huh. Uh, and Mark McGill puts over Vince McMahon for pushing the envelope and making the most of a pre-recorded WrestleMania. And that's what you've got to take for us. That's what you've got to take for us. That, that old fucking bastard, that old genius Vince McMahon, he fucking did it again, mate. He's he an old tiger. He's, He's a tiger. an old tiger. He is a tiger, that guy. He, he's you know Joe Exotic. Mean? He's an honorary. He he has the Joe Exotic of Nah, man. He's like, fucking. He's no Joe Exotic. He's he's that other guy that put Joe Exotic in the fucking in the slammer. In the jail. Aye. Aye. The other guy with the, a young girlfriend and the, the fucking nanny. They went to Vegas and had a, a snake bus in Vegas and all that. Yeah. So here's let's hear it for Vince because no, do you know who Vince is? Who? Vince is the ginger headed guy on the speedboat. <laughs> The grass? Vince is near grass. grass. Vince is near grass, mate. Vince is near grass. Yeah, shaver rap. I hear in there sometimes, eh? Well, I only my had... face, though. Only my face. Aye. Well, I had a look at myself in the mirror the other week. I looked like a Jake Ball. I haven't left the house. Really, really needed a shave. When I get sent, Harry's shaving gel. I've never used that before. I'm sure you got some as well, did you? I get sent some through the post, I. I says, what is this to the postman? The postman says, well, it's Harry's. He no, says, well, you can get, get back to him then, I don't want it. He's like, ah, no, <laughs> that's the name of the product. Well, Harry's is basically Jeff and Andy. They're two ordinary the guys that were fed up with overpriced razors, right? They're getting paid off with it. So they start at Harry's to fix shaving. Harry's knew that there's only one way to ensure quality, so they brought their own factory. They bought their own factory, mate, for shavings. They, they bought a factory? They bought a factory, mate, for shaving, shaving things. Imagine your mate, you and your mate gone, let's open this factory, man. Caught a Harry's and still sh- sell shaving but, gear. But hold on, if they bought a factory and all that, the, 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 I dare say these products must be really expensive. Just to yes, kind of make the money back. They're making the money back because they're taking less profit because Harry offers great quality products for a fair price. Their amazing quality blades are almost half the price of all five leading blade brands out there. Can you believe that? Wait a minute, are you telling me what it sounds like you're saying to me in, in, in one way or another is that their amazing quality blades are almost half the price of the leading five blade brand? See the, see the next time I, I'm, 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 I'm a street fight in ICW, I'll be using a Harry blade in my, my wrist. Tape. I'm going to get for, some Only colour. for shaving though, only for shaving your face. Aye, only for shaving the face. So if I'm... Oh, listen... If I get story. some colour run about the, the chin... I'm sorry to jump in here, Harry's. right, but here's, here's the rumours I heard about Harry's, right? Weighted ergonomic handle, right? Five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and a wow. trimmer blade, mate. Rich lathering shave gel. And if you're, you, you know you can't do much travelling about the new, right? Because even if you're travelling for your... You need a blade cover. ...to your kitchen, you're going to need a blade cover. You need a travel blade, blade cover. cover but I mean... But that, that's the, what you get in a Harry's trial set. Everything the, you need for a close, comfortable shave. That's what I heard. It's a rumour, right? It's a rumour, I heard. That, um, see that lather and shave gel? Oh my God, my missus was all over me as soon as I put it on. 
as soon as I had a wee shave with Harry's razor. Oh, she was owing me like a rash, and it wasn't a shave rash because it was Harry's. Kissing. Kissing your wee bare face. Like yeah, a baby's that. face, like a wee baby's face. Wee baby Grado. Baby, wee baby. So this is an exclusive offer. Get yourself started shaving with Harry's today, be claiming your trial set for how much, Rab? £3.95. That's what you're getting. Three ninety-five. All you hairy bastards out there, get yourself on to Harry's. Support my podcast, get your trial set delivered to you. Yeah, that includes a razor handle, a five-blade cartridge, foaming shave gel, and your travel blade cover. So go to www.harrys.com. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. Harrys.com slash wrestling daft right now. That's harrys.com slash wrestling daft. And we don't want any backslashes there. Oh my god, well, de- guess what, Wrestling Daft listeners, I must admit that this has been an idea of mine for the last couple of months, I've been wanting this guy on this podcast for the last couple of months, he is none other than one of the best referees of all time, who has retired about 17 times already, and came back, um, did you tag with Big Daddy back today? Yes, once, once and uh, had a with giant haystacks. There you go, listen to that. He's got stories coming out his ears. He is one of the life and souls of the British wrestling locker rooms. When he's, whenever he's on a show, it's always a good day. Steve Linsky, he also done a wee bit of work for TNA as well. Uh, welcome to the shizzle. Oh, you know, I've waited so long for this. Thank you for this. You know, my own ego, I needed to be on this podcast. Did you just have a drink there? Can, can I just have a drink and wet my throat? You don't mind, do you? Well, then. Yeah, go for it. He'll wait to see what he does. Oh, no. Wait there to record this to show Sharks. I know what you're going to do. Oh, I dear. know what you <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Listen, Gredo. Aye. You see, he's a, you see he's a hard-drinking man. You said this last week. Oh, Lin- Linsky likes a drink. Linsky likes a drink. <laughs> Linsky likes a drink. Oh, yes, you do. And he likes to dance when he gets a drink as well. There we go. Look, there we go. There's a Michael Jackson. There's a Michael Jackson. So, uh, again, he goggles the Jack Daniels. So, so how, did you, how did you get started in uh, uh, wrestling, Linsky? What happened? Tell us the story right for the start. Right. So, when my mum was alive, bless her, uh, when I was about nine years old, she used to take me to the local wrestling in Scunthorpe, where I'm from. Right. And then I just got the love of it from, from there. And then we moved to uh, Bridlington on the East Coast. And every week during the summer, that I'd have wrestling. So I would go down there. This is at the age of 13, 12, 13. Go down there, help put up the ring, go in there and bump myself around. And then eventually a couple of the wrestlers said, yeah, we'll take you in the ring. So I'd get shafted about and banged about, but because I went back every week, they'd let me continue. And then sixteen, I started doing the holiday camps. So, what kind of guys were laying in the ring on ski? What can I get? So, so the guys, the guys that would go in the ring with me, and I won't say scurf, but stretch me a little bit, were guys like Ray Robinson, um, Ian McGregor. All right. Um, Rex Lane, 
Alan Drew Kilby. Was Drew, was Drew McDonald running about then? No? Drew was about then, yeah. Aye. Drew aye. was about then, yeah. And so was it a matter of turning up at shows and then them, them kind of learning you before the show rather than going to training every week? Yeah, yeah, because there was no such things as training schools or anything back then. It was just like going there and once wrestlers, um, you know, decide, okay, yeah, he's willing, he's coming back, you know, because they would lay it in. You know what I mean? They, they oh, would, yeah, just to see if you could take it. So, and then when you keep going back every week, they go, oh, okay. So after a, a wee while... That uh, do you know what? Uh, then if, show you a few things. If only it could go back to that, Rob. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that's, it'd be that's mayhem, but that's the that's really the way it should have been brought on. I mean, I wasn't brought in like that, but if I mean, I probably wouldn't have made it made it through off that. But um, <laughs> I love hearing stories like that. I love that's it when brilliant. Guys, when guys are like, I went, I would go down to where the wrestlers were, and the wrestlers would knock fuck out of me, and then Aye. I would go back, and they'd knock fuck out of me again. Yeah, and I'd go back and they'd not <laughs> fuck out of me again. And, I, and already most normal people have went, I'm done at that point. Aye. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. done. But they keep coming back and then eventually they kind of, they, they show you how to not fuck out other people. Aye. A wee bit and all that. That's, I mean, that's a, be- that's a beautiful, that's, that's the beautiful story. I mean, I've, I've seen somebody at training get in the ring, take a bump, get up, put their trainers on or whatever, and put their jacket out. on and fuck off and never be seen again. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm off. This is not for me. Worst. The worst, the worst one was is like when when I was taking bumps in the beginning, there wasn't it wasn't hurting that much. It was the next morning when you woke up oh, and you couldn't move. Well, it's the adrenaline in it because you're you're amongst the wrestlers once again. You're, yeah. you're, you're trying to make a you're trying to make yeah. yourself look good. It's not the next morning you start you, as you say you can't walk. Well, but Steve, I did, I'm, I did that. Steve, yeah, Steve, sorry, I'm, go on. I'm always the thing I always talk about. I'm fucking bored people with is how sore it is to run the ropes, how painful that is. I couldn't believe that, yeah. how painful. I found that when I first did that for the first time, I was like... Your kidney's fucked. Aye, I was like, this is just when you see wrestlers bouncing off the ropes, I thought that was like the fun bit. No, the fucking... Mm. Also painful, like everything's painful when you get in, you know what I mean? And rings, and rings back then were a lot stiffer. You'd yeah. literally have um, planks like this thick and then a slight bit of uh, uh, padding underneath and then obviously your canvas you know but it right. were, yeah they were a lot stiffer back back in the day kid Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you end up tagging with haystacks and, and daddy how did that come about was it just a kind of last minute thing where you're it, it lit- yeah seriously it was it was like it, it was a um i'd done the holiday camps for a little bit and then i start working for for max crabtree in Bridlington, it was basically, hey, kid, come along, I'll, I'll put you on, do you know what I mean? And it was one night somebody had turned up and it was literally like, threw me in there doing the daddy tag and, and there was, yeah. And how was he? Was, I mean, people say he was a bit, uh, or is it, who is it, who is it that may have like a kind of I mean, crab it, reputation running about Wayne's and all yeah. haystacks, he used to never, never like kids, but what, what was daddy like? Uh, again, when, when, I, when I was in the changing room like the first time when it was, when it was that, night do you know what i mean it'd be like it was all right it was cordial you know but it'd be like he'd look at me and go hey kid get a body on you do you know what i mean like look at you big daddy yeah hey kid get a body on you because daddy when he was younger was was fit it was yeah, yeah, bodybuilding yeah. everything do you know what i mean so and i think you took his took his took his advice uh, Lansky, then i 
<laughs> I'm bamming you up. So how did it come out? What, what happened to your wrestling career? Why did it end up being refereeing? What was the deal? Because I was shit. <laughs> I've I've never I've never I've never uh, claimed to be any great wrestling worker or anything like that. Um, but basically, sort of ten years into it, doing shows, you know, just just going in there because I wanted to be on shows and whatever, and traveling up and down the country on the holiday camp circuit, doing all that, and. Uh, it was one night, it was, Johnny Storm was staying at my house when I lived in Bognor. And he was doing a show in Portsmouth for FWA, which was run by Mark Sloan at the time. Yep, yep. So I said, oh, I'll, I'll come down with you, do you know what I mean? So I went down with him and Alex Shane was there and they didn't have a referee. And this was when I was like 20, 20 odd stone. Oh, you were a big said, guy, weren't you? Yeah. He said, oh, can, can you referee? I was like, yeah. So I looked twice size of everyone else on the card was just so Very natural right. doing the referee right. you know I mean? it, it, it was a natural thing so it was like well the wrestling ain't doing too much for me do you know what I mean I'm not not going to be able to hang with uh, these kids either do you know what I mean because at that but, time I was like right I've been in the business it was years, quite old school but you as well uh, Linsky I mean on Facebook you're Steve Linsky everybody knows you Steve Linsky but that isn't your real name is it no what are you Simon or something isn't it? yeah Simon yeah so what happened with that? Somebody, somebody stole your gimmick name? No, well, yeah. Steve, well, originally I was called Steve Knight. Right. Do you know him, Rab? He was a wrestler. I think he made a few FW appearances back in the day. Shining light, Stevie Knight. Yeah. Or as Alex Knight. Shane used to say, say, what was he used to say? Stevie Knight, whining shite. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. So I was, I was on a show for Max. And Max said to me, kid, what's your name? And I went, Steve Knight. He went, no, it's not, kid. Because, of course, you had you had the Knights, you know, yeah. you had Ricky Knight. He said, right. you can't call it. You've got to be something different. And I'm like, oh, shit, what, what? So I took took my stepdad's name. He's Steve Linsky. There, there is literally a Steve Linsky. So <laughs> hey, man. I, like, I went, Steve Linsky. There you go, kid. That's your name. And that was it from there. But. Steve was was training at the time or breaking into the business at the time and, and he took on the Steve Knight name so so when you get letters through the door then does it come through Steve Linsky or Simon whatever that yeah. is well I mean obviously like letters and stuff is 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 through my name Simon but then you know I God, do it's get so funny because nobody calls you Simon at all some do there's a couple that do oh is that Finley or something uh no Come on, give me a Fit Finley impression. <laughs> I don't do a Fit Finley impression. Yes, you do. Come on. That, that match of yours was tremendous. It really was. Best, best thing I've ever seen. Get in the gym, you fat shit. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any other British wrestlers impressions? You're quite good, at it? No. <laughs> Yes. I'm surprised. Yes. I'm surprised anybody's brave enough to do an impression. Yeah, exactly. That's why I didn't want to do it. <laughs> hey, listen, so, it's, it's a lot of responsibility being a ref, isn't it? It's a lot of responsibility being yeah. a ref. I don't. I, I, I would hate to do that. I would hate to be in that. What What people don't understand, like you'll go to a show and it's like, uh the whatever mm. and be like oh well my mate's gonna referee the match or whatever do you know what i mean or you know or such and such is, is begging to referee it so, yeah. so we'll get them in but 
what what you well, what some people fail to realize is like you got to remember your stuff you could be in there eight times in a night okay and there are times where you have to remember the match because some of the wrestlers that are in there will forget. Hey, hey, Graham. <laughs> Yay, enough. Maybe, maybe five or six years ago, but no new man. World of Sports oh. or Southampton. What happened? I can't remember. Tell me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. You can't remember. What did I do? Did I forget, did I forget a sport? Was I made bumpy or something? Let's get. What's next? What's next? What's next? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> We boot, we boot. <laughs> that's me. That's that's me. That's me. But there, there are there are there are guys that that are worse. They'll, they'll be Hopefully. going through matches, whatever, and and planning all these elaborate stuff, and then they'll get in there and they'll be like, forgot. Aye, go on. I mean, you you must see some amount of shit. <laughs> yeah. No, you really do. Yeah. I have and done over the aye, years. Aye, aye. But yeah. I mean, you you um you. When TNA started to, to promote over here, you were uh, you were involved in that, didn't you? You were kind of used as the, the ref on the, the, the tours, was it? So, yeah. So, basically, so I'd go along uh, every year. They'd come over for the tour. I'd go to Wembley. And I'd always, I'd always joke with JB. Oh, come on, JB. Surely you can get me to referee. Do you know what I mean? But this is when right. I was big. Right. Oh, you know, you know. So, I had the heart attack. Yes, I did have a procedure to, to help with the weight. But... The misconception is, and a lot of the boys joked about it, which is why I didn't really talk about it, because it was like, oh, well, once you've had it done, it's an easy way out. It is not by any means necessary. Trust me. Yeah. It takes a lot of work. You, you lose the weight quick. It's keeping it off. Because you can still go and, and like, I, I can eat. If we, if we went out for a meal, I can eat a, a full roast or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So it's now a case of, like, I've got to say to myself, if I eat too much, I'm going to put weight back on. Yeah. I don't and see a lot of people don't, don't do it. They'll lose the weight. And then it's more a change of mind than it is a change of, uh, you know, uh, bodily stuff. Because if well, you don't change well, to say, I, I don't well. want to be fat anymore, you're on a losing battle. You really are looking well, Linsky. As I mean, thank you. Five, six years ago, you were, you, were, you, you got to, your, you got to some, some size. So it's, yeah, they, 23 stone. Really, really well. What? 23 stone, stone I was. There you go, mate. There you go, mate. I remember the first time I met you. <laughs> was it in Bethel Green, maybe? Maybe. I mean, we do know each other. I know you probably want to, you don't want to go into it. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the infamous <laughs> Blackburn show. <laughs> let it go, kids. Uh, I can't let it go, mate. When I was 14 years old, yes, I, I, know, I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know. A lot of British wrestling politics back at that time, and it was rife, and it was rife, and it was wasn't yeah. just one person. There was loads of people involved. There was loads of people guilty. It's not just you, so don't no. ever take the blame for that. But I that did happen, and uh, I, 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 I took the brunt of it. I, I took the brunt of it because you did, mate. <laughs> and I feel bad for you. I feel bad for you, but. The, the the biggest um, thing for me was uh, I ended up being locked in because uh, John Farrer, because uh, I ran a bus, he asked me to help. He was a promoter, so I, I sat Ted with Robbins. Ted. Ted is it, yeah, I sat with him and spoke about wrestling for ages, and which which is the weirdest thing ever because I ended up he was he was in that episode of Endeavor. Was in Phoenix, not. But me and you were stuck when I was fourteen, um, in a wrestling hall. 
when the ring didn't turn up and he totally really? remembered it and remember talking to him. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? I mean, you must know, like, I've met... I've met a few famous people over the years. I'm not one to drop oh, names. Oh, you are so, that's the best. Come on. <laughs> you have the, the best. Come on. Lynchy, come on, tell me. Who's but your No, pals? no, all I was going to say was, was you, you'll, meet, <laughs> you'll meet a few people. You'll meet a few people and then you think, you know, and, and they're sort of way up there, you know, that they'll be big famous stars. You won't see them for a year or two, but as soon as you see them again, it's, you know, it's just like, oh, you doing, buddy? Do you know what I mean? Like um, Danny John Jules from Red Dwarf, who plays the cat. Well, that's what I was going to say, Linsky, because you, not only with the wrestling, you actually book all the comic cons. Yeah. Didn't you? You, book, you book, book quite a lot of the comic con people yeah. to come and do the autographs at Breehead yeah. and uh, stuff like that. So you've got quite a lot of connections. I remember you yeah. went with the Paul Gascoigne Happy Birthday video because he was doing a comic con, yeah. which still to this day is my favourite Happy Birthday present, big man. And every, every year I send it to you. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> So see how dealing with Comic Con guys and wrestlers, has there been any that's been like a right, right arsehole to the point? Oh no, please, 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 please. I know we don't want to speak of the dead, right? But can you please tell me what happened with you and Vader? Right. This is great. It's not even It's not even. He does one of my favourite wrestlers, by the way. This is great. Okay, so... Lynch done in a random fucking town in England. This is brilliant. Please, it's the best story ever. Listen to this. Okay. So, I'd arranged, um, well, Andy Quilden had arranged to have uh, Vader over for him and Will Ospreay. Um, and so I'm told that, that Andy wanted to recoup some money because he'd, he'd paid Leon quite a lot of money to come over. So I said to Andy, I said, look, I said, you've got a weekend either side of those, that, that um, York Hall show. I said... Bring him over. After that show, I'll take him up to Sheffield. He can do the Sheffield Comic Con. And then the week after that, um, we'll send him up to Glasgow, do the Glasgow Comic Con, then, then fly him back home. So Andy was all, where were that? So I went up to York Hall on the Friday night. And this is, I got really, I got really wound up with, with Andy. Because I'm like going, I say, Andy, we've got to drive up to Sheffield. Like the show had finished at half 10, 11 o'clock. They normally run over at your call. So I said, look, you know, come on. I said, can you go and, and ask him if he's ready, whatever. And, and Quinn's like, okay, pal, I'll ask him. You know, and off he, off he trots. You know, he comes back. Left me waiting an hour. And I was, I'm a slow burner. But once my fuse is lit, I can't, I just, I, I explode basically. So I was waiting about an hour and a half, two hours waiting for Vader to come out so we could drive up to Sheffield. This is nearly midnight. And uh, I basically lost my shit with Quilden because I'd asked him again. As I walked off to do something, I could see him laughing with Andy Simmons. Well, of course, straight away, I think he's laughing at me. So I says, right, I says, get the fat fucking shit stuff out of his car. We ain't fucking taking him. I'm going, I'm like, I start to walk off. And he's going, mate, mate, no, no, no. I said, don't take the, the piss. I said, we've got to get up to Sheffield. Anyway, we get in the car. Unfortunately for Leon, he's got back problems and whatever. So we had to stop like every half hour, 40 minutes. And he'd get me to free spray his back, bless him, because he was wow. in that much pain. 
when he wasn't on medication, he was the greatest guy. You could sit there for hours. And we did because we were traveling, you know, apart from having to stop every 40 minutes so he could get out, stretch, whatever, telling us stories and everything. So it was really nice. Took, took us for a meal. We had a really nice time. You know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. Paid for it. Drove back to Chichester where we're from, where we live. That's it, Chichester. Because Andy, Andy Quilden, in his wisdom... I said, right, okay, we do the Comic-Con and do Colchester. I said, I'll drop him back down to you, Andy, because he was looking after him. That was, that was the deal, that he would sort him out with a hotel in between the Comic-Cons. Anyway, he books him into a hotel like five minutes from, from where I'm living, and I'm saying, why have you booked him there? Well, just in case you want to go and hang out, pal. I'm like... Not babysitting him, do you know what I mean? Just anyway, next day we've dropped him off. We go pick him up for lunch. Here's your payoff, Graham. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we goes, we goes and sit in, in the in this in this pub opposite. <laughs> he's ordered his food. Now he's talking to my other half. He's not talking to me. And I'm like, are you all right? And he just starts talking to my other half and she says, he's just asks, is there a problem? Yeah, someone's been in my room and stolen my jewellery and stolen my watch and this, that and the other. And I went, what? Do you know what I mean? And he was going mm. on about his watch had been nicked, his Hall of Fame, Rick, whatever. Da, 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 you know, and it was almost like, well, yeah, it must have been you coming in and this, that and the other. And I said, No. I said, come on, we'll, we'll go over there now. You know what I mean? And we went over there and he found it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay. No, he's still got the arse. He went, to, went back to the put, he sat there, and then he's getting the arse of me, getting the arse of me. And I said, right. I said, that's it. My other arse, because she could see the fuse was getting lit on aye, me. Aye. She could see it was, do you know what I mean? And, uh, and she says, look, we'll go now. Do you know what I mean? And I stood up and I said, I said, it's been nice knowing. I said, I'll leave you because you're obviously, you know, you're in a bad mood and this is just going to escalate. And I walk out, but as I'm walking out the door, he, he shouted something at me or whatever. That was it. And I was like, do what? And he follows me out. And this is in a cathedral city, which is very busy. Chichis is very, very high, high rate. And he's starting to walk, and my other ass going, no, come on, leave it, leave it. I said, no, no, no. And he's shouting at me. And I, and I says, look, fuck off, you fat shit. I says, that's it. I says, I didn't want you here anyway. I says, I'm on the phone. I said, you're on your way home like that. And I walked off. And he's... <laughs> Middle of Chichester. But he tried phoning me throughout the day, which I was kayfabing the phone calls. I was just letting him go to answering machines. Like, and he, then he went back to being nicely on, do you know what I mean? And my mm. only regret in life is that I never returned any of those calls. I literally, I blocked his number. Ah, you left him in Chichester, didn't you? I didn't leave him in Chichester. I phoned Quilden up and I said, look, I said, do what you, with what you will. I said, I don't want him in, in Glasgow next weekend. I said, because I'm not going to be there. And I said, Aye. if he kicks yep. off with anybody else, it's my, it's my neck on the line. Aye. You know, but and, and it's, it's just this funny, like, vision of you and Vader in this fucking high street and you just fuck off and lay him in the middle of the street because you're fed up with him I love it Vader's just standing there going where are you going where are you going yeah, that was it literally 
No, but the, what, what was? I mean, he was a great guy. Do you know what? He was totally up for letting me use his mask. And yeah, match. I see, I remember. Yeah. Um, he, 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 don't get me wrong. He was pissed off because neighbour who he was, he came out and cut a promo in East School Bride. There was about thirty, no thirty folk. That would be that would that would be a lie if I said thirty. But there was about hundred and fifty people there, and he got in the ring and he went, "It's time! It's time! It's." What? And nobody <laughs> replied, and he went, "Fuck it!" and threw the microphone down. <laughs> and so I wore his mask and I've, I've, told, I've told that story before but he was standing on the, on the apron going oh this is good shit man you're funny this is good shit I'm loving this this is good shit after the match he's like you're really funny man that's some good shit I had a lot of fun I had a lot of fun the next day he's working Wolfgang and I, and I eat the wig and he goes hey man how you doing yeah, yeah this match tonight uh, it needs to be any better than that shit I was in last night what a lot of fucking shit I'm like, yeah, bastard. <laughs> Fucking tell me it was good. Yeah. But rest in peace, Leon. Yes, no, absolutely. Aye. That was my only regret because I blocked his number and he'd left voice messages and he was apologizing and he wanted to do business with me, et cetera, et cetera. And I was just like, I didn't know at the time what was going to happen within a year or two. Yeah, it was quite soon after things. that. Eh? Quite yeah. soon after he died. I've really, really, really enjoyed this interview of yours. It's been fucking Has great, been, isn't it? So I'd love to get we, back I, on. We love these old school stories, didn't we? Can vegan food are eating and all that. That's why they're talking about the fucking CrossFit. Talking about Correct. CrossFit, vegan cooking. That's what we're wanting. That's the, that, <laughs> that there. If you're listening to this podcast, there's Jack Daniels getting downed. You want the old school story. Let's get, one. So you need to come, you back, need to come on. back on, honestly. Whenever I'm on a trip, we were in Germany a couple of weeks ago when I found out you and Doug were there. It made my day. That was November. last May. It was last May. We was meant to be. We was meant to be out there in in twelve days, mate. That's, that's gone, isn't it? With um, <laughs> oh, actually, that'd have been quite fun because they had um, what's his face, um, Ted DiBiase, Virgil, Virgil was out there. Oh so no, oh, that'd have been brilliant. That'd have been brilliant. Me, you, and Virgil in a German hotel, try to order fucking food. <laughs> That'd have been brilliant. Linsky, you've had some great stories, man. It's been a really, really different type of interview and I re- want to get you back on as soon as possible, I'm sure. No, the listeners of the show are going to love it. Anytime. Beautiful, man. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for coming much, on. Stevie stay boy, safe. Right? Stay safe and, and well where you Aye. are. Thank you, my friends. You Take care. Drunken bastard. Cheers, man. See you later. I love you a bit. big man. Bye-bye. Bye now. Grado, it's been a fantastic show. We've had surprises. We've had Steve Linsky jumping in telling us a story about him abusing Vader not long before his death. We've had oh fucking good fucking. We've had Drew McIntyre's <laughs> brother dropping in. The WWE <laughs> champion's brother has dropped in, and and regaled us with his pride, pride of the nation. <laughs> Drew McIntyre is a pride of the nation. Am I right, Gredo? Yeah, I can. Abuse and Vader right before his death has fucking killed me. Oh, let's just leave that. What a great show we've had. We've had a fun show. We've had a fun show. Listen, everybody stay safe out there. Please stay safe. Stay home. Hope you're doing well. Gredo, as ever, man, an absolute pleasure to sit and chat to you. I would miss you if I didn't have you to chat to every week. 
I know. Yeah, it's nice having John. It's nice having John here. I know. I oh, it's, like, it's like a mission. It's like a mission until like Wednesday afternoon, and I'm like, fuck, I'm going to talk to this guy again. Today. That's your cell up the road. Up the road, no. That's your cell. That's a hey, Margaret. It's your cell. I'm a wrestler, eh?